The Distancing Diaries is our new series where we quickly catch up with past bad and busy guests to see how they're doing in isolation and how they're taking care of their mental health and well-being while navigating the new normal. There's loads of advice and tips for you to take away and try at home. This week, we're isolating with skincare guru and the OG scientist, Dr. Michelle Squire, and our favorite, Anthony Nader. He's going to give us all the tips about why you should not cut your hair. Tune in. from Curate. Thanks for having me back to chat to you. Um, all right, so self-care rituals that, I, that I'm using to keep sane and well in isolation. Look, you know, this whole period, even though our clinic has been closed, because we were already a telehealth-based business uh, or we already had that capacity, that side of our business has become way busier. Um, and in conjunction with that, we've also just launched a new service called Curate MediSkin, which is a prescription skin treatment service. Um, with skin products that you can only get with a doctor's um, prescription. So in actual fact, finding time for self-care has been really difficult and I've been working around 16 hours a day. So the most self-care I can manage at this point has really just been keeping to my normal skincare routine and trying to get enough sleep. Um, uh, I also have two teenagers at home and after school finishes each day, they've been baking. So there have been a few home-baked treats. I don't know if we can call that a self-care ritual. Uh, if so, that's probably not one I want to stop when this crazy period is over, although um, my waistline will probably say different. One thing I'm doing for my mental health or well-being every day, look, really, it's just been sticking to my, trying to keep to my normal routines as much as possible. Um, so that's really just my normal skincare routine doing some yoga flows, which give my brain a rest and keep moving, keep my body moving. Um, I have also been trying to, at various times during the day, get up from my desk and walk out into the sunlight on my deck for a few minutes at multiple times during the day just to keep my vitamin D levels up, also to get some perspective on life. Uh, and obviously I do that with my SPF intact because it's me. How I'm dealing with work from home um, and finding a balance between work and life. Look, that it's it, it's been really interesting here. Um, a because we've been pretty busy, and B because my office kind of sits in the centre of the house, so I actually feel like I'm always at work these days. Uh, and some days I am always at work. But it, it is very hard working from home when the office and the computer are always there. It's something I've done before, uh, you know, doing a PhD and also being an academic, you do do a reasonable amount of work from home in normal circumstances. So uh, I'm pretty, pretty well practiced at it. But I find the main thing that helps is just kind of avoiding the whole sweatpants movement and getting up each day, treating your office like you're actually going to the office so I get dressed for work each day um, look it also helps that I'm still doing telehealth consults so I'm still seeing people so I need to have a reasonable level of um, presentation but I think just trying to treat the rest of your house like home life and your office like work life 
and you know I'm uh, I'm really bad at it, but but it does it does help. Ah, oh, what skincare I'm currently using? Look, I've just been sticking to my usual quite um, minimal skincare routine of gentle cleanser and moisturizer, vitamin C. Um, in between that, obviously sunscreen. Um, but I have added in a. Uh, I've upgraded my normal retinoic acid for um, uh, so that's uh, retinoid for a um, formula that I've that I've had formulated through Curate Medi Skin with prescription ingredients to fade a bit of pigmentation that I developed despite my best efforts in the sun um, over summer. So that's a prescription formula that that I've been using uh, in place of my normal vitamin A cream. Um, look, what people should be using in isolation, I know that this has been an opportunity for people to experiment with new skincare and do things like multi-masking and masking every day and trying some at-home treatments and home devices. I think in many ways, and I completely understand that that's something that's helping people, you know, that kind of self-care ritual is, is actually really important for mental health, but uh, in, in some circumstances, there's, well, there's a lot of reports during the rounds about this thing called ISO skin, and I do have quite a few people talking to me about it. Uh, and that tends to be skin that's misbehaving in some way, primarily breakouts. Um, and I, I can't help feel that all of this kind of experimentation with skincare and really upping the number of products uh, each day and each week that people are adding to their skin is probably contributing to all of that. So I think my advice in, in those circumstances, if um, you know, it, my advice is always just to keep it minimal, keep it evidence-based and use what works for your skin. If people are having issues, so if they've got stressed out skin, if they've got ISO skin, if they're getting breakouts, I think, um, try to get to the, try to get to the bottom of that. Um, so if you, if you have changed your routine, added in new products or you know, possibly even decrease the frequency of, of performing your normal routine. Sometimes it's not adding things, it's removing things, you know, perhaps getting into a rut and not cleansing every day. Uh, the first thing I would do is go back to that and see if it helps. The other thing is, you know, people's diets may not be ideal at this point, so trying to address some of those things that uh, you know, you know, I mean, we all know when, when we're not eating the right things that our skin suffers. So, and not sleeping well and, you know, maybe just trying to go back to your normal skincare routine, go back to your normal eating routine, try and do a little bit of movement in the day uh, and see if that helps. And I think people are going to have to be uh, patient because particularly when, you know, until the stress is relieved and people can get back to their normal lives and get back to work and get back to earning money and all of those things, um, that stress is not really going to go away. So just be kind to yourself. Do what you can. Try to try to maintain a normal skincare routine as much as you can. Um, and hopefully, with with doing those things, uh, if if stress is what's causing problems for you, you'll see a difference. You know, within a couple of weeks in in relation to your skin. If you are getting breakouts, my number one tip for that would be not picking or squeezing because 
you know, pimples come and go, um, but dealing with that that post-inflammatory pigmentation from the trauma um, and the, the residual redness and pigmentation, that's that's something that takes a lot longer than the pimple to go away. So those things, if you don't treat them and if you're not getting any more breakouts, that pigmentation and redness will just disappear over time as your skin renews itself. But but the more you pick at it, the more trauma you cause and you you can have marks that stay there for for many, many, many months. Um and and sometimes even permanent scarring. So um, you know, kind of textural acne scarring. So I think my best tip there is to just whack on a um, one of those hydrocolloid pimple patches or a zit sticker for the cystic pimples um, and just keep your hands off it. And luckily, though, the, the number one thing I think that works with those patches is not so much the sucking out of the goop, but actually the fact that you can't get your fingers onto things and play with them and turn a, a molehill into a mountain. Um, look, if if... Yes, if, if you're trying to keep things as, as, um, normal routine as possible and you've still got these breakouts happening, then, you know, the stress, the stress does cause an, um, an upregulation of the chemicals that cause inflammation in the skin and it also upregulates sebum production. So if, if until you can get back to work, if, if you're trying to do all the right things and you're still getting these breakouts, you probably need to start thinking about some ingredients Adding, adding in some products with ingredients like azelaic acid. So you're going to need probably, well, not probably, 15 to 20% azelaic acid um, and niacinamide, at least at least 5% niacinamide in something to try and get on top of those breakouts. All right, so top three um, current save skincare buys. Well, uh, as I said before, I've added in, I've uh, powered up my normal retinoid for um, the Curate Medi Skin Pigment Clear, which is, uh, uses gold standard ingredients like hydroquinone to get rid of any of that summer pigmentation. Um, I've also added in, look, it's something called a toner. It's the Diaclair Supple Preparation Unscented Facial Toner. I don't really think of it as a toner, but more of, more as a humectant serum because it's, it's got a slightly uh, more viscous feel than a toner. But it has some lovely humectant ingredients, and I think as the weather cools, it's a very nice um, addition to to it's a very nice um, humectant uh, product that will you know help your skin to retain to retain moisture. Uh, and I've also just um, kept up my Vita Glow collagen supplement just to kind of keep my skin hydration and um, skin in tip-top condition, particularly as the weather cools, but also just because I've been working hard and because I'm 51 and, you know, girls got to get all the collagen she can. Um, all right, I think that's it. I think I've answered all your questions. Thank you so much for, uh, for having me and I uh, look forward to chatting again soon. Bye. Okay, so the do's and don'ts of at-home hair cutting. Well, it's a tough one because, you know, it's, it's you're at home and, you know, I'm not there or your hairdresser is not there kind of standing beside you, you know, with a glass of champagne or, 
you know, even apple juice, whatever, whatever is going to get you through this to guide you through the steps. So I would say that the safest way to cut your hair at home, and let's just say you're a female with, you know, kind of shoulder length hair or one length hair. If you want to cut the length, I would start by taking smaller sections, like in the density region of, say, one inch, wet the hair down so it's just damp, and start your sectioning from the nape area, which is the neck, and take horizontal sections across and comb them down very clean and precise. And because you don't know, uh, you've never tackled this before, my biggest advice for you would be to cut off less than more. So if you want to take off an inch, aim for maybe three quarters of an inch because it's going to bounce up once it dries. So, so take that into account. You can always go back and cut your hair. So just always think less is more. So go up the head until you reach the sides. Then you want to connect the sides with the back. Make sure that's one clean section across and comb it down and cut the hair. The other thing that I would do at this stage is when you're cutting your baseline, and that's a hairdressing term for, you know, the outline, the edge, I wouldn't cut it at home on a horizontal meaning a straight line, because you're going to only get into more strife, so to speak. So what I would do is point cut into the length of it. So that would mean, think of it as like triangular shapes. So you're point cutting into the hair as such on a diagonal, which which gives you uh, a triangular shape. So you know, do all that right up to you hit the, the top of the head and comb it all down. And uh, there you've got your new, your new trim, your new haircut until you can get to the salon. Um, what are some other do's and don'ts? Uh, if, you, if you're cutting, you know, your, your, your partner's hair or, or um, you know, your, your boyfriend or uh, husband, you can... Um, I mean, it's a little harder. <laughs> it's a little harder. So um, I would probably forego the clipper cuts. Um, although if you do like it short, as in clipper cut, go ahead, have some fun, but attach the, the largest clipper attachment on your clipper. Don't ever start with like a number one or a number two, say. So start off with like a five or a six, which is larger. So, you know, a six, for example, would be a good kind of centimeter, a little bit over a centimeter actually in length. So you could use that as your guide. So, you know, if, if your partner has short hair, just um, start on the largest attachment. And what I tend to say is, Go up the head, starting at the hairline, but flick the clipper out in an eight, in an outward motion. So you're not zooming up the head, so to speak, and you can create a bit of a shape in there. So, so, so just go up this, up the head and flick it out. So you're creating, if you will, 
a corner, and I'm trying not to get too technical with you, um, you you listeners, but just just go out and don't zoom up or in towards the center of your head because you'll end up with like a Mohican kind of style. So there you go. Don't go. Don't zoom up the head, zoom out and you'll and you won't end up Mohican. Unless of course you want to be Mohican. Um what's another do's and don'ts? Um do 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 I think that's really about it. I guess I guess just go just go less than more. That's that's all I can recommend. Just don't go too crazy. You know, I've seen all these these you know videos on 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 you know YouTube and Instagram and everything the last two months, and you know, I guess that I I, I understand that you know. I've seen these videos and, and, you know, it's all about accumulating likes and comments and hopefully you'll get a repost and all that stuff. But I mean, if you want that, just don't listen to what I just said. (laughs) Okay. So how to cut your partner's hair, a few tips for the males and females. Well, you know, it's pretty, pretty much like the first question. I mean, I'm kind of like, I'm into safety. Let's let's get that right. And I don't want to give you bad advice. So if you feel that, you know, a glass of wine helps, by all means, get a glass of wine. Um, but, you know, just take it slow. That they're... they're you know, hairdressing is such a, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a trade. And, you know, we, we went to college for this and, you know, I've done 30 years and I'm still learning to this day. So, you know, um, I, I, I would just say, you know, okay, here's what I would say. I would say follow what your last hairdresser did with the haircut. There you go. I haven't thought about that actually. So, you heard it first, so I think this is this is a this is this is a hot one. This one, follow what your hairdresser did last time. Follow that shape, and you will be very safe. Well, as safe as can be. So you know, for for um, if you know you've got long hair with layers, follow the guideline. Take small sections, make them horizontal sections, starting at the bottom, going up. And you will see the guideline or the outline, if you will, of what your hairdresser last did. So follow that. Guys, if you've got like a shaggy haircut or, you know, like a barber style haircut, follow the hairdresser's guide. You know, I can't believe I just said this. I I, I just, I, gee, COVID-19, you've taught me something. You've actually taught me to say, follow your hairdresser's last haircut. I love that. I'm going, there you go. It's an exclusive to you guys. I love it. <laughs> Alrighty. So how to cut your fringe, what to know, example, not holding tension, not pulling it out into the center and super practical. Okay. Sorry. I just had to read that question again. So, um, first and foremost, don't cut your fringe wet because it's only going to bounce up and you'll end up with, you know, this short kind of, 
um, fringe that looks like your mum cut your hair while you were five years old in the kitchen type vibes. So don't ever cut it wet. Always cut it dry. The other thing that I recommend is if you wear your fringe natural without blowing it out, cut it in the direction that it sits naturally and without tension. So tension is when you put the hair in between your, I'm looking at my fingers, my index finger and your middle finger. So when you comb the hair with, with, uh, with your comb, don't tug on that section because that's what's going to make the hair, your fringe, bounce right up. So when you comb it, just pull it down super gently and then you want to nibble out the ends just ever so softly. Now, this can be with thinning scissors if you wish and it's going to make the edge super, super soft and wispy or you can cut it with scissors. But how I would go about cutting it with scissors is like my first answer, and I think my second answer, cut it into a triangle shape. So you're cutting into the length and you're going to, in that way, you don't remove a lot of length. You remove weight before you move length. And this is your kind of safety net. So always think of that. The other thing is if you wear your fringe in a certain direction, Blow dry your hair in that direction, how you would wear it from day to day, and then you can cut it. Does that make sense? So if you wear your hair on the side, blow dry your hair first on the side, how you would normally wear it, and then you can trim it that way. That will be hopefully foolproof for you. So I hope this helps. Okay, so top three products I recommend to boost your time in isolation. Um, I mean, it's a besides Netflix. Um, what I would recommend is look. I take this time for your hair to. It's it's like on holiday mode, literally. So you want to be good to your hair in this time. So think of this as a time, especially if you've got highly colored hair or bleached hair or hair that you just want to grow out. This is this is this time is gold. I know that there's not much you know positivity around around anything else, but I want you to think of your hair. This is the time where it's just going to thank you for it. So I would say feed your hair nutrients, meaning you know don't don't overdo it with unnecessarily styling products that you don't need to put in like you don't need to use you know a dry shampoo for what for what reason for your zoom meeting i don't know but you know i think everyone's in the same boat they're taking zoom in their pajamas or or whatever so i i want you to look after your hair so the first things first i would say um, a good old-fashioned moisture hydrating mask. Invest in a moisture mask and it's just going to keep your hair maintained and hydrated and it's, it's just going to revitalize your hair. So it's a well-being kind of thing that, that 
you know, I want you to do here. And, you know, for your, your hair strands to rejoice as well. The other thing that I would recommend is um, a, a leave-in spray-in weightless conditioner. Yes, it's another treatment, you know, inspired product. Um, you know, if, you know, get one that's, that's got a UV protector in it for sure. But, you know, uh, a, a spray and conditioner is good for the hair. And, um, it's, it's just a good old all rounder to feed thirsty strands. And, um, and, you know, hell, why not? You know, why, why, why not put in a leave-in conditioner? You know, you don't need to put in like a, a styling product. I don't think you should put in a styling product at all. So I think you just need to, once again, take this time just to, just to feed your strands, just, just life. Lastly, I would recommend just, uh, I know a lot of you want volume or a bend or texture and I'm with you. So I would say, get out your hot tongue or your flat iron and just, you know, on the days that you want that extra kind of oomph in your hair, I would, um, I would just pop a, a bend in the hair, you know, give it a shake out and, and put a, a bend in there. So, and that's a bit of fun, you know, and it's not just, um, because obviously, you know, with, with the moisture treatment and, you know, your spraying conditioning treatment, your hair is going to be soft. I, I, I grant that I know it's going to be soft, but you know, I just think that the tongue is going to be great for those times that you want to feel a little rebellious and you want to feel like you've done something to your hair. So, so there you go. You've got one rebellious product. But on that note, make sure that your hot appliance has got um, a heat setting on it. You don't need like 230 degrees on your hair. So, um, I would say invest in in a hot tool where you've got a temperature setting. I personally, when I I curl hair or flat iron hair, I always start on one one eighty because what's the point in starting you know at two thirty if you've got the same result at one eighty? So. Um, there's no need for all that excess heat. So um, invest in a hot tool that has got a, te- a, hot, um, a temperature setting. Phew, I'm trying to get that out. Um, so that's it. All right. Well, thanks, guys. And, um, and I think that's it. Thanks for listening to me. And um, stay well, stay safe, and um, have good hair. See ya. See ya.